Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Labs Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me this week is my co-host and uh, relative, well, I can't use that term, but I'll say the guy works really hard this week for long hours is my brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. He's it's back good, this week. It's good to be back, especially because you guys really sucked without me last week, I'm, I must say. I'm sorry, but... I, 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 no, we didn't. The straw that starts... <laughs> You got to stir this drink up right here. This ain't no ASMR It's just good to be back. God almighty. Even though it's 100 degrees in the freaking studio because my stupid butt forgot to put on the air conditioning in the house when I left today. So anyway. Thank you for giving me the fan, by the way, so that I don't get this underarm tits wet. Yeah, that would be really bad for our YouTube audience. But with us. Well, they can't smell it, so that's fine. It's not smell-o-vision, yeah. So with us by Zoom yet again is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. There we go. We can't not play it. Like I said, it's just it's bringing the show now. I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> I think we know where he is. We just he's just not here. Ocala is so close yet so far away. Actually, it's so, neither of those things. Welcome to our YouTube <laughs> audience, because they're not going to be listening to the copyrighted music we play at the beginning of every show. So welcome to you guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing to the Citizen View YouTube channel. And, uh... Screw oh. you, go away. <laughs> no, that's... We're probably not the reason they're subscribed. They were probably already subscribed and stumbled upon us. But anyway... Yeah, there's a whole lot of ugly going on here. I uh, know. Tell me about it. Uh, anyway, personal updates. We actually have personal updates. We do have personal updates. Oh, my gosh. Jesse doesn't. He yes, has, I do. His update is that he... My, uh, my update's terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you about my update first because this is the down point. It's all you. I'm back to work with the Big Brown. I'm not giving him any kind of... You use them for shipping every day. The Big Brown poop truck, okay? I should go get a fan. I'm hot. I mean... I'm back to the back working with them in the peak season. It's it's twelve hours every day of abject misery and torture in a big giant hot box. And I've worked there two whole weeks and I'm still fat. It's not fair. This isn't this isn't correct. So welcome fair. to hell. My whole summer shot, everything maybe can get out on a weekend. I couldn't even go to Brent's race. Yeah, he Brent, was literally working the whole day. Yeah, it's. I have a much more positive. Just so I could get a stupid ass crate (laughs) motor to to go run with stupid ass communists. Oh wait, wait, wait! So you're gonna get a crate motor? Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm, What else am I gonna do? Go bowling? I don't know. You can't run any division without a stupid Mexican piece of crap tuned by taco powered. Iron pile of garbage is welcome to the dark side. I don't want to. I don't want to, but I'm gonna have to (laughs) if I'm gonna have to race around here. Hey, it's anywhere in the country at this point. It's stupid. It's the bane of all existence, and we won't go into it. 
Anyway. Poor, poor Jesse. Whoever's next, go ahead. I'm already disgusted. I'm literally three minutes into the episode. I'm already disgusted. So, well, Phil, do you have any news? We might as well just go get these out right of the way. Right down first. the line. Yeah, well, I got uh, setup night, rescheduled setup night is uh, tomorrow night. We're going to get the car all ready. Uh, trailer's going to be back at my house. Um, going to go through a couple things and then Friday night we practice and then Saturday night is baptism by fire I guess that's the only way to do it really huh? what are you going to do go rent the track and do it yourself yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it I mean it's I compare the, the strength of this division to the strength of the limited sportsmen's back when you know you and I were winning races together Jesse was really fast he was winning races like with Larry Barnett and, and Scott Sundin and everybody like that, it's about the same competition level. So should be a good time. It's like, have you driven a race car? Yes. Okay, yeah, it's coming up right around it. the corner, so we're looking forward to seeing it. Absolutely. Isn't that so. going to be on Speed 51? I believe so. They So Wheelman didn't get the full season this year, so hmm. I'm not 100% sure which ones are. I'll have to look it up because I am actually a subscriber this year. But I, if it is, everybody can tune in and watch me suck. Yeah, it'd be great. We won't ever see you on the broadcast. I don't think you're going <laughs> to oh, no. suck. See, there's a likelihood you will because I'll probably qualify mid-pack. They'll do like a 12 or a 16 invert, and I'll start on the pole. Right, because that's how it always goes. That'd be great. I, I want to see Phil weeks. on the pin and, and just put it on the white line and pretend, keep it there. <laughs> pretend that you're me battling yeah. you for a win, and then, I blo- and then I make that bumper 60 feet wide. So Sean Monahan and Keith Rocco at the speedball back yeah, in like twenty yeah, thirteen. Yeah, just yeah, whatever. You just pretend you you're can. me racing you that. for a win. I can do that. There you go. Yeah. So okay, so apparently I'm the only one this week that raced for once. Hooray! Yay! Wednesday night. Uh what was it? The sixteenth. I think it was the sixteenth. You know something? I worked so much this yes. week. I downloaded the video, and I still haven't been able to watch your race yet. Yeah. So this is all new to me as well. So I actually bought the broadcast from my wife because she couldn't make it up. So it was actually the, for the paper uh, pay per view on Speed Fifty One. I think it was thirty bucks, and uh, yep. ticket the ticket to get in the front gate was thirty bucks. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll have her stay home then. Screw it. You get air conditioning. Instead of yeah, she doesn't up. have to buy a ten dollar cheeseburger. Right. Although I was making them in the back uh, lot with my trailer. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we showed up. Um, I wasn't sure if Jesse was going to show up, so I was kind of scrambling for nope. help. And then, uh, yeah, my uncle was like, "Hey, you racing?" Uh, yep, I'll be over to pick you up. So Which kind of is like and- I told you like days ago before it even showed. Like, you got to call Mark. You got to get some kind of help. Well, this is what I told him. I said, I didn't call you because I knew Jesse already did. Because he does that all the time. <laughs> I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to call him. So I'm like, Jesse's going to go over my head anyway and call him anyway. So I'm just not going to bother. I'll just wait till Mark calls me in the morning. Which I is told him in person, actually. Literally, exactly what happened. Yeah, well, I told him in person <laughs> and he and he called you. So... See, now, thank God you have people around you that pay attention because you sure don't. I do pay attention. <laughs> I just know what's going to happen ahead of time. So anyway, I'm shaking my head. Anyway, non YouTube watchers. So 
picked him up, went to get, I don't know, supplies and junk. I don't think we need to go through every single detail. Um, but we get up there. We unload. Get to the part where you kick some ass. I mean, we unloaded. I have to get. I have to tell the story to get there first. I mean, <laughs> we unload. Uh, I did a a lot to try to fix the setup from the icebreaker. And uh, when I was out there, I had like three sticker tires on, just because I wanted to break them in. And I don't think that was the greatest idea because those tires were pretty greasy. I didn't think they were going to be that greasy. I thought they had a little bit more grip than that, but it felt exactly like. The car did at the icebreaker where I had no bite, no drive off, sliding all over the place. I'm like, man, this is not going good. So I'm like, we got to get rid of these tires. I'm scrambling. I'm like measuring everything. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like actually measuring tire temps and pressures when I get off the track and measuring stagger. And I'm measuring all these things. And come to find out there's way too much stagger in the car like that I wanted. And it's just killing me so i'm like all right let's just get these tires off and let's just put the old reliables on that actually are broken in so we slapped those on we threw six rounds of wedge in the car literally six rounds and i put like a turn and a half on the bar and i did all this i just throwing stuff to the wind to try to get it to work and we go out and i think we hit the heat race and of course they're gonna they're keeping points at Thompson this year. So basically the way they do it is they're not doing the finish the three finish deal because that's half the season. So it's like truth. Yeah, it's they're doing it by points. Invert the points, however many cars there are. Yeah, you get points on. So I started the heat races or have points involved too. So. Yeah, they basically invert the heat races by points, and they invert the feature by a certain amount by points, like top ten or twelve, depending on how many cars or something. So I started uh, second to last in my heat, and I think I finished third. But the story was on the second lap of the heat race, although on the opening lap there was a, the leader did spin out, and uh, Scott Sundin went to save himself because he would have center-punched the poor guy and came across my Who's left the side. Leader? Uh, five car, I think. Who the hell is that? I think it's Flanagan, one of them. One of the Flanagans, I think. But, yeah, um, Ed Flanagan, maybe. I think they're Seekonk guys who Jr. came over. Something okay. like that, yeah. yeah. Last five was car that... I knew was Chris Bisson. No, it wasn't Chris, no. Was uh, that so... Kevin Bowe's old car? Don't know. I don't know whose car it was. Anyway, it's, yeah, I don't know. it's almost like maybe the rear. one of them. I think, I don't know what happened to him, but it looked like the rear locked up, you know, when you're first... Maybe it was Chris Bisson's old car. Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. I missed that guy. Um... So I, you know, we go in, guy loops it in front of the field, and I'm like, oh, boy. So Scott comes across my left side, caves in my left side, but we both got by and nobody got wrecked, so it was all good. Didn't even really knock my toe out, so I'm like, oh, well, no big deal. So we get restarted with, I think, I two laps in to the heat race. I go into turn one and feel a sharp pain in my neck and a pop, and my neck, like, went out. It's still not great. Like, I have to go to my chiropractor. I still haven't been able to get to him yet. Um, but I'm sitting there in the car with my neck out like this. You didn't even crash and you hurt yourself. Yeah, I'm the only person on earth who can hurt himself without crashing. So My face right now is one of utter confusement and, and bewilderment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I did that. You're getting old. My neck felt weird all day, though. And then all of a sudden, pop. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. You're so an I old finished fart. I finished the heat race by opening my visor and holding my helmet and, like, driving one-handed. Oh, for God's sake. So, 
that didn't feel good. So I get to the feature, and uh, I don't remember where I started. I think it was like seventh, and uh, I think one guy might have dropped out, so I started sixth. Then I'm like, oh, crap, I'm on the outside, so that's not great. Outside groove is losing a little bit of grip at Thompson. And uh, my line gets hung up on the start. And I get dropped back to like seventh or eighth. So I'm like, oh, great. So this is not a great start. So start start moving. And I'm like, wow, this car feels really good. All these changes I made is seems to come around. The track temp came down and the tires are starting to hook up. And I started driving it a little different. And, uh, man, the car just started hooking up. And I'm like, man, this thing is good. So I started driving in. And, like, guys would start sliding up in the middle, and I would be able to just turn the car down and roll to the gas earlier and just drive up next to them. It was great. I could almost pass at will. And it was – I if you're able to pass at will in a race car, that's the greatest feeling in the entire world. Isn't it, Jess? It's it's always – It's the greatest feeling. It's the, it's the greatest feeling in the world when you're the fastest car on a racetrack and you can – and you – you can impose your will on the rest of the pack, basically. Yeah, which is there exactly is no what better we feeling than passing cars almost effortlessly. And that's exactly what I was. So how come we started so far back in the feature? Uh, third and points, I think Fanning and Barnett started behind me, and I got stuck on that outside line, and they both were able to start and get to the bottom before me, and they got. I by think me. I think they goofed up because I think they put Fanning on the. No, was, Fanning was behind me. Yeah. He was definitely behind me. I know. I saw it in my in I know, camera. but 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 Larry was to your outside. Well, he was supposed to be, but then I moved up to sixth, so he was on the inside in seventh. Right. That's that's actually weird. no. He, or was he behind me? Uh, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. I'll well, go watch the it, video. It does kind of matter because they put they swapped Larry and Fanning. If if you want to go with, uh, as far as the point standings were concerned. Well, I'd have to go watch the video because I have it on my in-car. If you go to YouTube and look for my name, Brent Gleason, I, you, I also I have downloaded up, it so. illegally off of speed51.com. Yep, it's on an MP4. Allegedly. Allegedly. But I, my, our listeners aren't narcs. They're not going to turn me in. So it's for my own entertainment. It's not for distribution. We pay unless for it you anyway. pay for it on, uh, Well, unless you make a... I you paid know, for private it anyway. PayPal, then I can get you to all the races. But whatever. Again, I paid for it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this car is really good. So I started like just kind of figuring out how to drive it, and I'd passed two or three guys, and I ended up in like fourth. And uh, I see Barnett, Waterman, Fanning, and who the hell else was up there? Hank Stott was up there for quite a while. No, nah, that was the heat race, but like the feature, was that, he, the that feature was he started, yeah, the feature he dropped back. Um, I, again, my memory's kind of a little bit off right now. Uh, so um, I know I was in fourth though. So I get by fourth place, and then I get to Barnett. Oh no, it was actually those three. It was Fanning. Yeah, I'm just if everybody's following along at home, I'm just an idiot because it's literally the, it's literally the three cars I just mentioned were ahead of me because I was in fourth. God, I'm stupid. Are you all following along? Because I'm stupid. How about you start over again? <laughs> <laughs> Fanning, Barnett, Waterman. That would make me fourth, which is exactly where I said, "Oh, Jesus, I'm bad at this." <laughs> I've had way too much to drink to compute that. So I'm just drinking water. So how did you get past Barnett, and how did you get past? So, 
okay. Waterman without him stabbing you. So, um, Barnett, I got to his bumper, and uh, he was running a good line. I kept trying to set him up, couldn't set him up. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, we're early. We'll, we'll work this out. I'll wait for him to slip up. Going into three, he drifts up just a half a lane. And I just kind of stuck the thing underneath him and rolled to the throttle, and I stayed right next to him. I'm like, wow, that was good. And then we go into one, and I think he just let me go because he figured if we were going to fight it out, then we we're going to lose time, which is a smart move. And yeah, he, well, he ducked right back. Move. He ducked right back behind me, and we stayed right along with the whole pack. Number one, number so, two. As much as I love you, Larry, he's very scared of the outside. We everyone knows it. <laughs> Poor Larry. I saw him make a couple passes on the outside this race. I know, and you and you have to mark those dates down and those times down because it's very rare that he goes to the outside and does anything. Right. Well, if you, if you get to him and he's holding the bottom, just do like I did in 2016 and move his ass. Yeah. Well, but yeah. If but you I look mean, at the back of his car, there's a special bar back there. He says it's Phil's crash bar. That's from me punting him and lifting his rear tires off the ground because he wouldn't get out of my way. <laughs> well. That's how um, that's how Fanning got around him. Fanning actually, on, I have the video on my in car. Fanning ducked to his outside on the uh, backstretch uh, back and got around him on the outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, his car is good." So I get by. Yeah, Fanning, not afraid of the outside. No, I'm not either. No. I'll go to the outside. I don't give a damn. I love um, the outside there. Uh, so Fanning, it's it's Waterman, Fanning, and me for the top three. Barnett's behind me. Fanning manages to get a nose on Waterman going into three, manages to get by him, and it, I get there right as the door starts closing, and I barely made contact with Ryan's left rear and uh, didn't screw anybody up. We just kept going, but I was like, shoot, I really wanted that hole to stay stay open so I could just duck in, and it didn't happen. So it took me another lap to get by him, but again, same thing. It might have been the tour rubber or something, but guys were kind of drifting up a little in the corner. Maybe the front end was chattering because of that greasy rubber or whatever they use, but uh, I could just turn the car down and get to the throttle and just drive under guys, and I, that's exactly what I did. And Once I got past Waterman, I went into turn three and noticed the right rear got a little hot, so I'd actually got a little sideways, and Ryan kind of ducked back underneath me, and I had to take another half a lap to uh, fight him back off. But uh, once I got free of them, uh, Fanning was already pretty well checked out by half a straightaway. Uh, I had to try to run them down, and the laps were closing down pretty quick. I think I cleared Waterman with like five to go, and I'm like, man, this is going to be So you just ran out of time. It went green to checker. It was surprising. Um, Yeah, I just ran out of time. I mean, I talked to uh, Scott Fanning after the race. He said he was watching the race monitor, and uh, he said we were. I was catching him by a tenth or tenth and a half a lap something like that and you could visibly again i posted the video on my youtube channel and uh, you can visibly watch the gap close and on the last lap i picked up like five car lengths on them i mean i was coming fast and it was it was handling i hurt the right rear and that's really kind of what sucks but it's easier to be quick in second place than it is to be in the lead yeah it takes a lot of time and and training yourself to not have a rabbit in front of you. Well, Corey also kind of burned the so. right rear up too. He said so. Yeah. Um, 
I took all the rear brake out of the car I could skill too. To have. I mean, I took in the lead for a long time. I grabbed the old handle and shut the rear brake off as much as I could too. I'm like, nope, we got to try to do everything we can to get this thing to go straight, but just ran out of time. I mean, the icebreaker was 25 laps, but the regular race did it this week was 20. If I had that extra five laps, though, it was game over. So, but we had a great run. Like, I'm actually like super stoked about it. Um, it's very humbling because I've struggled for God a long time with this car and a long time with the setup and being in that company. You know, you're passing champions, you're passing hundreds of race wins, and being able to just pass people at will and and just drive around them. Man, it's just it's it's really again it's humbling because i just it's it's hard to struggle for a long time and then just kind of come out of it and you're like wow this is great you know this is exactly what i was working for so it's it was great um we got two podium finishes to start the season Corey's a little better off he's got a second and a first um barnett has a first and a fourth or a first and a third i mean so you know we're all in pretty tight company here so two races in we're all within like four points of each other so it's, it's gonna a, be a battle stout group this year too oh it's it's gonna be a battle i mean i wish we had more cars showing up but i mean when the track gives the guys lease in the track a weekday a midweek day to run a race uh, how do you expect a car count to show up you know? wednesdays ain't gonna cut it no it's never cut it no they gotta go back to sundays wednesdays have never cut it yeah, I will. I, yeah, I don't mind a Sunday. That's fine. Just don't go up against. Don't try and go up against Stafford or uh, Waterford and Seacon because that'll hurt you too. Yeah, Saturdays are are not good. Yeah, Do don't go do against Seacon yeah. or Waterford. Yeah, I see that I shit agree. down here, and it just blows my mind how you can have all these tracks going together against each other. Yeah, I mean, so we had a great race. I mean, I learned a hell of a lot. I took the car home, put her on scales. Uh, the numbers shocked me as to what I was running in the car because <laughs> it's numbers I'd never run before. And I mean, I wrote everything down, and I'm probably going to do it in triplicate, so if I lose it, I can find something. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in really good shape. I think I like... Well, you got to give the car what it wants. They'll tell you what it wants. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing all the right things to try to data collect. Listen. And, That's it. It's, the hard part is listening to what it wants. Yeah, and you know, man, the attitude right? of the car, too. Man, yeah, the I mean, whole I had attitude to, of the car looked great. Yeah, I I had to go back and look through how to data collect again, like how to get you know better notes and how to get you know to figure out what the car is doing and what it's not doing. And I went and did all that stuff, and I'm figuring out that yeah, I'm moving in the right direction. So you know, it's it's all a learning process. And you know, I'm just, I was never really hands on with the whole setup thing when it came to racing. I only did it when I was doing my own cars. You know, like that was half of Jesse's career was me just crewing for him or half of us being in racing was me crewing for Jesse. I never really did set up stuff. I was just kind of a wrench, but mini stock never really taught me a hell of a lot, you know, and then running these cars, it's like I was basically starting at square one again with whatever knowledge we had. And so I think we're making a lot of strides here. I think we're, we're really moving forward. So yeah, it was it was nice to see. Yeah, and it's very. Again, if we can, if we can just keep this ball rolling, I hopefully we'll actually end up in victory lane again this year. That would be really nice to see. I think it's only a matter of time at this point. Yeah, 
So uh, we could run down some car counts, obvious or car or finishes, I should say. Car counts obviously suffered because it was a midweek race. You can't chalk that up to the guys from the ACT or pass who are putting on the show because they're really literally working with the days they were given by track ownership. Mm-hmm. So, again, you could always debate about how much the track ownership cares about the circle track based on what days they give it. So, I mean, uh, anyway. Uh, I we wish can go they in- would sell it. Hmm. It's, uh, let's see. Let's go into it here. Uh, mini stocks. Steve Mahalski picked up a win. It's nice to see Steve in victory lane. We know his car owners. They're nice people. Uh, limited sportsman, we already went over. That was Corey Fanning picking up that win. Now, that's an interesting story we got to go into because for the two days leading up to the race, Corey Fanning was in the hospital with his girlfriend. They were expecting their first child, which literally just came like the last two days. Uh, congrats to those guys. But he wasn't even going to race. He's like, no, I got to be here. You know, this is girlfriend, my kid, you know, I got to be here for them. Literally, everyone browbeat him and said, listen, just go race. You love this. You know, this probably isn't going to happen. Go race. Yeah, what is he going to do? Deliver the baby for? Yeah, right. <laughs> Shoot. So, <laughs> I mean, they got doctors for that. So anyway, <laughs> he Someone they tell out, him to go race. Cell phone camera if he really wants to see Yeah, it. there you go. But, you know, if they need to, you know, Zoom, have a Zoom meeting. I mean, come on. There's only six races this year. <laughs> so anyway, they go race, and they win. Yeah. So, Jesse, i got to have you take care of this for now because i got to go hit the bathroom real quick. <laughs> okay, because you, you know something? Apologies. I haven't been feeling well all day. So, Yeah, this is like his third poop in today. Uh, sixth. Sixth poop. Sixth. Honestly? All right, problems. good, because I'm at the helm now. This is great because you know what? I don't really give a turkey about results. Y'all can Google that stuff. All right. Congrats to Buddy Charette. He did a great job. Keith Rocco and Keith Rocco in the S case. Boom. Done with that shit. Excuse my language, Fed. But that's it. We're done. We're done with Thompson. All right. Good. Moving on. We're going on to Stafford. This plane is going down. Yeah. God help us. Oh, my God. Yeah, John. Uh, yeah, John hey, Denver's at the helm, and it is foggy. I, I do. I do want to give a shout out to Buddy Charette. He's that car. They got that thing hooked up right now. When you're on a roll, man, keep it rolling. Make hay while the sun shines. You know that he's he's doing real well. And Keith Rocco, obviously. Keith I, Rocco, I, congratulations on being Keith Rocco. What I want to know is where's all the people that said, oh, Keith Rocco can't win in a torque car. I didn't see them on Twitter. Yeah, they were all surprisingly quiet. Well, not surprisingly, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's just one of those things. They're always going to be darfs like that. Stafford. Stafford was... uh, Let's see. We, yeah, they, yeah, they actually didn't rain on Friday in Stafford, so that was kind of good. Limited late models. The limited late models had two heat races for the first time in I don't know how long. Yeah, isn't that something? It's nice to see the division finally getting the attention that it deserves because those are cool cars. They are, and they're and they're starting to actually kind of flesh out a little bit. They were kind of a joke at our expense for for quite a bit, <laughs> but 
but they People are getting fleshed out, and it's becoming actually a little bit more of a deeper division. Whether you when you you get to the pat nodes, you get to uh, uh, her, you, uh, her and what is her name, Hern, and uh, yeah, Alexander, yeah, the twenty eight car. He's running real well too. Yeah, so, he's just got to keep his head screwed on. So yeah, as long as all that's happening, it's a long year. They're gonna run every week. So it's going to be a long year. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. So well, all right. So I don't know. Oh my god. Brent, thank God you're here because our phone is playing to the mountain. Okay. Oh my god. We're see, we're at Stafford. We're done with limited late miles. We're we're done with everything. You else. see the dedication I have to this show, people. Seriously, that's the quickest crap you've ever taken. Oh that's the God. quickest it came out too. So anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, we just finished with the limited late miles because, and, and you know what, we gave them a lot more time than they deserve, really. But did you guys talk you about got to give them a little credit. We gave them some love. We did give them some love. Decent car count. Did you guys talk about Thompson at we, all? We're all done with Thompson. That's oh. that. We're done with Thompson. We've moved on. We finished. We did talk about it. Moving on. Press the rewind. Go listen to Spotify or whatever your favorite podcasts are. Uh, platform. Jesse is in rare form tonight. I am. Uh, I'm trying to be as entertaining as possible. But, yes, push the rewind button on whatever it is. We're moving forward. It's about the present. Boom. Go. I don't think a rewind button exists on digital media. Anyway, well, well, um, mind us. So we we're didn't on to SK... talk about the street stocks. What, SK Lights? I'm just no, going in order stocks. here. We didn't get the SK lights. I was just going in order of how they ran the features because that's how I ran my notes. I mean, so. I don't care about I don't care about listing a rundown because they can Google that stuff. But if we want to talk about, so something you don't want to talk about the Alina Bryden and the uh, Nick Anglace wrecks. Oh. Sure, I want to talk about them. <laughs> absolutely, because well, that's, that's in the SK lights, and that was literally the next race. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we want to talk about them because it it, it gives us talking. Was points. it Nick Anglace? Yeah. It, 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 Anglis, yeah, these yeah. are talking points. Yeah, the, yeah, that was the one on the front There's stretch. There's a few Anglaces, so I don't remember. Yeah, that was one of them on the front straightaway. Well, one was on the back stretch and one was on the front stretch. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know what everybody else's opinion of it was. I think that the Lena Bryden incident was more of a racing deal, but yeah, she get she yeah. What happened was she she cro- got crossed up or whatever, and then Anglaces kind of filled the hole three wide, oh, but the, he had room to do it. But room just runs out. It happens. A little more patience that early in the race. Yeah, yeah. but I, to be fair, I probably would have tried for that too. If just to, you got to get f- to the front early. So. Yeah, but you're also used to fenders. Fenders is a little more forgiveness. Fenders are equal bad habits that you can get into. But yeah, that's true. It's whatever. So she got cl- barely clipped in the left front coming out of two. After washing up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's enough to put a SK and light in the it wall. It just goes straight in the outside wall, and it just destroyed the right front, and that ended her day. Oh, it actually Probably destroyed like the whole the right. knocked the wheel out of her hand. Just destroyed yeah. the whole right side. and Yeah, yeah that would that would knock the real, yeah, wheel out of her hand. Yeah, so, where did the, uh, the right front wheel go? It launched into orbit. It did. It probably brought, it, I know they have wheel tethers, but. Yeah, it tore off the tether. It probably broke Dang. it. I mean, the tethers do break, you know what I mean? It happens. They, or they could slip out if you smash the spindle enough. Or no. I don't know. They're not yeah, foolproof. Or the spindle itself broke. 
yeah, this they're not foolproof, but they do help. So that's all they can really do. Nothing's foolproof. Yeah. But then after that, uh, Anglace was racing with one of the what's the names? Uh, Chapman's. Chapman. Yeah, one of the Chapmans. I don't remember which one. I never remember which one. They all they're all young with high. I just was. I I remember the face on view, and I don't remember the video. I'd have to watch yeah. it. But um, basically, this almost the same thing. Now he gets clipped again and goes basically side slaps the whole front stretch wall, just coming right out of four. Just uh, just destroys the right side of the car, and that causes a wreck that included uh, George Bissett Jr. and uh, field filler uh, Alex Pearl. And uh, that ended all three of their days. Um, I know it broke the right front on Alex Pearl, hurt some more stuff on uh, Bissette's car. I don't remember what, but the right side of the English car was junk. I think that's at least a front and rear clip, he said. Front and rear clip, yep, right side rail. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bissette lost a tie rod or something. It was tore up enough we couldn't continue. Car was tore up. So, yeah, just nasty wrecks. And, again, um, I remember Ben Dodge coming on the the PA and saying, well, these guys don't have the luxury of having spotters and this and that. And I'm like, well, I know. you got to look at a lot of these wrecks. A lot of these wrecks, like, I don't think you could have stopped Bissett and Pearl from piling in there because they were just too close. But some of maybe, you know, if you're going to open the debate, then maybe say, yeah, I mean, a spotter could have said that there was somebody still at your corner on exit and you wouldn't have come up and drifted up into them or something. Maybe. Uh, it's Three again, wide in the middle, still there, still there. Outside, the outside, still there, still in the middle. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Corner. Yeah, uh, It could have, but we can't really speculate on that. It's just too hard. It's it's racing. Right. I mean, yeah, the, I don't know if we could really include that as an argument for what we, you know, really Any of the talking for, points for any of the arguments are, are just not obvious at this point. Yeah, I mean, no. I think it could have in some instances. Again, it's they can help in certain instances, but they can't help you all the time. So, um, and if any, if you can save money by putting them up there, then, you know, put them up there. And I think you can, so that's why I ask for them. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Brian Sullivan won that race. Give him a little bit of credit. Um, I know Jesse doesn't like going through the rundowns, but I do because I like giving people credit. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if if there's nothing to talk about during the race, then there's nothing to talk about during the race. You, well, yeah, you I just go, say okay. their name and I move on. Yeah, you just say your name, move on, and go quickly. Yeah, that's all. Because old school guy. Wayne. Because we're at 34 minutes already. Late models. And Sid's coming back in literally half an hour. So what? Uh, he's not our dad. Uh, so Wayne he's, Corey he's won the late dad. model race. Hey, we got to give uh, street stocks. No, no, I'm glad to see Wayne Corey win. Now, it, it, when was the last time he won a, ra- a late model race? Um, not that long uh, ago. Last last year. Was it? Maybe earlier this year. I can't remember now. Really? Yeah, he, he, he may have won the first race this year. Yeah. He doesn't really rattle him off, but he can compete. You know what I mean? He's still there. He's still yeah, there, I always like you know? I always like both the Corys, you know, Wayne Senior and Wayne Junior. They're yeah. always hard. They always run, you know, really competitive. Yeah, they're always right there. They just need just a little bit more. If they had a little bit more, they could dominate. Yeah, they just don't have a just, just don't a have sm- a little bit extra. It's just a small family operation, like a yeah. lot of us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, they're a great bunch of guys. Yeah. I enjoy racing against them. They were awesome. So we'll move on to the street stocks. And 
It was a much different front field for the street stocks because usually we've been talking about the the top four, you know, the main four guys all we, year long. We were mostly talking about top two guys. Yeah, From Frank the three. I and mentioned Chris. the top four, but yeah, Frank the three and Chris is definitely. They're really standing out this year, and it's it's only those two. Yeah, but um, except for last week, where Adrian Parody picked up his first Stafford win, which is really cool to see. It is cool to see, especially after his primary car got big junk a couple weeks ago. Big junked. Absolutely. Yeah, that sucked to see. Adrian's a good dude, and he's got Joe Brockett helping him. Yeah. So. I knew the success would come eventually. They just needed to figure that car out completely. I mean, Bertolette yeah. was up there. Tyler Trott was up there. The big two and the, or the, the rest of the four, I guess we'll call them, they were kind of mired in traffic the whole day. Like, they were stuck yeah. back there. Yeah. So I, I wonder if the, the open 80 rubber had anything to do. Or, no, they didn't run the Torquies this week, did they? That was I don't they believe didn't. so, no. They did no, not. they didn't. No, okay, they ran the open Thompson. mods at Thompson, not Stafford this week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we'll move. Uh, yeah, so that's cool for Adrian Parody. It was nice to see different guys up front. It was, you know, that happens once in a while at Stafford. It just happens. So it's it's fun to watch. You know, watch guys get their due. Uh, so we'll move on. <laughs> All right. So SKs. <laughs> there's a big SKs. There's a big story coming out of there, which we, uh, you know what, we don't really have an opinion of because the hell does it matter to us you know no i'm not gonna sit here and be like well this person said this well this person said i don't really give a damn okay i don't care i don't care at all earlier in the week uh car owner and driver uh car owner billy bear i can't pronounce his last name calicio i think yeah and uh his driver brian narducci parted ways uh saying that it was just not what cohesive or you're just yeah gelling. they were butting heads yeah just butting heads right and yeah um so last minute Brian Narducci and his team get together and rent a car from Keith Rocco's stable and yep. they go out and show up for the SK race and wouldn't you know it Brian Narducci picks up the win yeah now in that victory pretty in, cool to see in victory lane well not victory lane but in his following interviews with let's say media outlets he said well billy made him feel like he wasn't a good driver and all these other things and then he goes out and wins and i'm like look i don't care this is just your guys talking here that's i'm not here to spread rumors okay but that's what he said and i'm like oh i mean other people are going out online being like oh is this uh some just sparking drama for the sake of sparking drama. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm just like, well, it's cool to see. Great job, kid. Nice job. That's all That's all I really have to say. Good. You picked up a good ride, and you proved somebody else wrong that you, I guess, wanted to. So there you go. Yeah, there's, there's no need to drag people through the mud or, or bring stuff up in media after it's all done. I don't, like, I don't like, know the details of the all that. That's the thing I'll say is let it go. But I was really, really happy to see yeah. Brian getting an SK car that was capable of winning a race and do it but can we here's the rest of the podium though to the to the observant viewer who watches stafford sk racing which you should if you could get a flow racing subscription or go to the track yeah matt vassar was second in the hummel brothers ride they've been working really hard on that car (laughs) and is that jimmy's brother no no relation (laughs) wrong vassar (laughs) and david root finished third 
And he's actually been pretty strong lately. They've been working on yeah. that. So this race went kind of green to checkered then. I think it went green to checkered, yeah. Or at least one, maybe one caution. I don't know. But it didn't really jumble the field up. That's all I know. Yeah. Oh. I, that doesn't usually stop Keith Rocco from charging through the field and winning, though. He usually does. Yeah, no, usually, but it, does, it, it doesn't no help what. him either. It usually doesn't stop him or Ronnie or you know other guys, Chase. It, does, yeah. it usually doesn't stop those guys from getting to the front. But it seemed like all night they just – anybody in traffic just couldn't get through traffic. It was very strange. But uh, I still think that top side is a little bit extra grippy. But yeah. Well, maybe they should put some more <laughs> PJ1 down, or maybe it was the humidity because it was kind of moist. Hey, I mean, like, hey, I mean David's been moist. working hard on the track, so, you know. Yeah. they. It's funny. <laughs> I keep poking them on the PJ1 thing, and they absolutely refuse to admit it, but we all know that you're doing it, guys. But you know what? It's making the racing pretty good, so I don't yeah. care what you do. Just keep it up. Hey, I don't care. Keep it up. Who cares? As long as the show is fun, who cares? I do like the intrigue, though. Don't tell anybody. Whatever. So, I'll move on, because we don't need this thing to run all damn night talking about the same crap, right? So, Waterford and Seekonk both had, like, half of their shows rain out, which stinks, right? I mean, the Waterford, they got in. Waterford got in. I think they had TQ midgets that night. I I don't know. And like seven Legends cars and the mini stocks and trucks, I think they got in. But the street stocks, SK lights, late models, and SKs rained out. So there's the Meteor show. Rained out. Well, it, it didn't run. Well, the, the Speedball, I think Craig Lutz got airborne into the fourth turn wall. I'd heard about that, but I didn't know who it was. So it was Craig? Was Me, it Craig? Yeah, it was Craig. Because that was our, our cousin version of Phil. Oh, okay. Which is Chuck. Yeah, he 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 posted stuff about there, it, yeah, and, and whatever. But yeah, something happened. And he clipped the tire and he went up and. What see, I think? wish I wish they had a video element to it. Did I wish the, that the speedball would knuckle down and get some Wi-Fi and some good internet, and then hire Sid and us to film the races every week, and we can get in for free, and. We and we could and we could document all this stuff because it's, didn't we do this stuff before? That's what I mean. But it's <laughs> it's history. If we could do a flow, uh, you know, like a flow a uh, flow racing as it happens, that would be that would be best because it would be unfolding history as it happens. So so yeah, they're they're missing out on everything positive that Stafford and. All the other tracks and stuff are gaining. Oswego and Riverhead and hmm. Lebanon Valley and Thunder Road. All, all those tracks are getting Thunder it. roads on there. I should watch them. Just get some freaking internet, man. Do you yeah. want me to even run down the Waterford results? We had two buddies win. Whatever, okay, whatever you so, want to do. This is your podcast. I don't care. Um, I'll go no. to the I'll go to the important I'm ones here. Happy. Tommy Silva picked up the shortened mini stock race, which I think is like his third third on the year. I think he was going to win anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. Like Once he gets miles. out front, he's done. That's it. Goodbye. Kenny that Cassidy, it, you know, hot rod. Kenny yeah. Cassidy did win the truck race, though. Yeah, he did. So nice. Good on those guys. Um, and again, no. oh yeah, the turn four wall thing. There's a reason I don't bring my car to Waterford, and it's because those gates that they have down there, they're made of paper mache and garbage. Like, they're nothing. You ever see the boil? Do you ever see the gates at Thompson, the opening gates? Yeah. They're made of absolute beef. Like, you can't break those things. You'll knock them out of the ground before you break those gates. 
Waterford, if I drove my streetcar into that gate, it would taco the thing. You know, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned beef. It's like Thompson, the gate beef is like sirloin. Yeah, Waterford, the gate beef is like bologna. <laughs> no, it's like hot dogs because you don't spam. know what the hell's in those things. <laughs> spam. Spam could be worse. I was gonna say, what is it like? That freaking Canadian it's as bendable chuck steak. As a spam can. <laughs> Seriously, it's a tin can. Yeah, so I they they had to basically bend the gate back straight again because you know the first three times somebody's gone through it, aka Diego Monahan and Doug Curry and somebody else. Oh yeah, Chris Carell. You know the first three times somebody broke the gates there, that you think they'd fix them. Uh, there's been a bunch before that too. Yeah, when but, a multi gazillionaire owns the freaking track too. Yeah, so I guess they're going to be beefing it up again, but maybe they should just take a trip up to Thompson and see how they build theirs because their gates have never failed. No. So, yeah. Anyway, I I'm said I would Well, the well. Thompson gates are actually kind of new as far as turn two is concerned. They actually just took the old gates and just moved them. <laughs> because <laughs> the turn two never used to actually be a gate. It used to just be Well, yeah, opening. it used to be on the front stretch, but that used to open up like this straight up. Yeah. But they took it and just kind of moved it and made it swing. So you don't have to spend any money. Right. And, and the turn two gate at Thompson never used to actually be there. They it was kind it, of yeah. an opening. And it Thompson's removable try. wall is more sturdy than that damn gates at uh, Waterford. Yeah, right? Yeah. I won't even Jay take... Jason Dean will concur. Yeah, that's Jersey Barrier. Yeah. I mean, I won't take my car to, to Waterford because of that. <laughs> I'm not hitting a concrete wall head on. <laughs> I'm not doing no. that. No. I mean a wall, yeah, but not a gate. I'm not I'm not Michael Waltripping into a gate. Goodbye. I'm not doing it. Yeah, not my car. My cars are built strong in the front end, okay? I'd bust through that wall like a Kool-Aid man. I'd be just like, hey Kool-Aid and bust through that wall like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> that sucks. So I'll give some guys some credit here. We don't have much local news, so we're just kind of wrap this up real quick. Because, again, Seekonk, uh, Pro Stocks rained out, so Dave Darling didn't win. That's the only time he hasn't won this year, I think. So, <laughs> Nature's the only one that defeated Dave Darling. This Except year. Barry Shaw All won right. the trucks yet again. Nature did not defeat Barry Shaw. No, couldn't defeat Barry Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Axum won the sportsman race, and Nick Johnson won the late model race. So those guys. Nice. Uh, different winners again, so great. Uh, we got to get to see. Right. We got to get to Seekonk before we go film there, or after we go film there. At so we got to get to Seekonk at some point this year, just to drink beer and watch. Yeah, we do. I really sucks. I can't do it this year during the midweek show. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, because I'm going to be twelve That's... hours on a in a tin can microwave of just absolute abject misery. I love Seekonk. It's sad that I got there kind of late in my life. Well, it's not really late, but late in my, you know, experiences. It's not like I showed up. It's not like I went there. It's not like I showed up there at like sixty. No, I was like, I was like borderline thirty something when I showed up there for the first time. Like, wow, this place. Didn't I go with you the first time? You probably did. I don't even remember, but it was a good. I was like, wow, this place exists. I'm coming here all the time. I think we went in your Subaru. Probably did. I went with my father to help Moose out run a car. That's right. It was, it was great. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was, it's just a great old track. So Those guys are freaking crazy. Did you guys watch? <laughs> I'm awesome. changing subjects. Did you Did you guys watch the 
next SRX race. I did not watch no. it. I was busy in abject misery. Well, they ran on dirt at Knoxville. Yeah. Now, I kind of figured who won was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Duh! He still drives in. They had some dirt, dirt guys in there. They had Bloomquist. They had yeah. They had, but you, you got to give Dean him some nose beers, in. and then he becomes really good. Well, I mean, yeah, once Scott but, Blumquist has some nose beers, then he becomes light out. Now that he's clean, dirt Jesus. He ain't. He yes. He he hasn't had the success. You know, you well, got to give him some no, nose beers, man. Again, they had they had a couple guys there or girl, gals there too, but yeah. they had Haley Deegan. She was actually pretty good, uh, and well, they had yeah, a local guy. Shit, I she finished on a podium. Yeah, she did well. Brandon Brown, I think, was the local guy's name. Brandon Brandon Brown or something. It's not the guy Brandon, who runs yeah. trucks, I don't think, but or uh, no. Xfinity. It's not the same guy. No. But I want to just point out, okay, dirt fans, I know some of you are listening, but where were you, Stafford? Sold the place out and granted, welcome arms. You know what I mean? Come with us. Come be with us. We want to see you. It looked like the grandstands were half full at Knoxville. Well, I don't know. Where if were it, you? Even, uh, even at half full, it's probably more capacity, though, than Stafford. Because that it probably place holds is. like 25,000 people. It probably is. But to be fair, it, come it on. did look like a barren wasteland. Yeah, and they made some adjustments to the schedule. They did twelve lap heats or twelve minute heats instead of fifteen minute, and it was entertaining. Well, you have to listen when you're working with. I wanted to shout at this before when you guys talked last week about the fifteen minute heats. Mm. They're under network TV rules. You have to have a specific time slot because Fortune 500 companies have commercials to sell during these specific time slots in order to virtue signal and everything so that they make their products great and blah, 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 and they can get the moral uh, so hierarchy. What you're saying is they had to fill out that two-hour time slot. Then. They have to fill it out. Well, now it makes sense. They have they have to have content. Well, they have to tell have, us that before? They must have to provide content. you got to provide some form of contact. Within this two-hour time slot. Well, why didn't you tell us that? I I couldn't. I was working on the brown truck. I'm busy on the brown truck. <laughs> you know. You know what I can. Compare I, I listen SRX to it. I'm like, to... oh my god, I gotta film in this show. SRX. Everybody has to have commercial time. You know? Are you kidding me? Commercials. The SRX. Let me tell you something about commercials. Okay. I know, but the SRX race at Stafford was preempted by a inf- a half an hour or no, it might have been an hour long infomercial for freaking DVDs of the Carol Burnett show. They're not hurting <laughs> for freaking time slots. And that wasn't Saturday about nights. like gay rights or black pride or something. No, that had a, nothing to do with race or gender or something. No, it wasn't NASCAR. Um, there was no virtue signaling or anything during these commercials. No, Jeez. it was just Carol Burnett. Wow, I thought that's she was terrible. Dead. I don't know. I thought um, she was dead. I don't know, but maybe Tony, that was Vicky Lawrence. Who the hell knows? I thought it was the Vicky lamb Lawrence chop lady. is her twin. Isn't that the lamb chop lady? No, another. No, that's someone about. else. Anyway, um, yeah. Tony Stewart won that SRX race. Let's be fair. Who who wouldn't have known that anyway? Yeah, right. But Ernie Francis Jr. looked really good. I thought he was going to actually play a factor, which was cool. I think he finished like third. I never heard of him until this whole deal started. Yeah, he's, he's 
He deserves a lot of. A he's lot a more goat fame. at 23. He's yeah. 23 years old. He's a goat as far as Trans Am racing. Seven time Trans Am champion. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? The guy's lights if, out, but Trans Am has no marketing. They no one cares about Trans Am racing. If this anymore. was the Trans Am racing, actually, is pretty cool to watch. It is. Well, that's because Ricky Brooks basically runs it. Yeah. If this was the 1980s or early 90s, he'd be one of the biggest racing stars in the world. Absol- Look at like Tommy Kendall and I Scott agree. Pruitt. Look at those yep. guys came out of Trans Am. Absolutely, like, he would be one of the biggest racing names in the uh, world. Paul Genelo. Well, maybe I shouldn't say Paul Genelo. I mean, if you know sports a, car racing, you know uh, it's kind of a negative name. But yeah, let's be honest, though, talent yeah. doesn't matter anymore. It's all about how much money you mm-hmm. bring to the table, which sucks. It's it's become horse racing. Yeah. So yeah. no, Ernie Francis Jr. is a really talented race car driver. He's oh yeah, absolutely. excellent driver. Oh, just killer. And I mean, he did a great job. He was on dirt. Never raced dirt before. He finished third amongst champions and people who actually do it for a living. Yeah, that is not his yeah. discipline. He no. really did well. No. Mm-hmm. Was, anyway, so I'm looking forward to the next race, which is going to be this Saturday. They're going to be at Eldora. They're going to do back-to-back dirt. By the way, when SRX does dirt races, uh, they take the windshield out and put rock screens in. Oh, that's yeah, cool. What a novel concept. Oh, wow. Who would never have done that? That's cool, but <laughs> about that, uh, that... When NASCAR ran on dirt, they never had rock screens or anything they left the windshields into. Yeah, but they also had so. glass windshields. They probably still had windshield wipers on <laughs> This is probably <laughs> true. They, they, they did have glass windshields. Okay, so we have to do. Yeah. We do have to touch on national news at some point because. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. But for a couple reasons. Oh, yeah. We'll touch on this first. I'll, I'll duck back into some regional stuff. But Ryan Priest gets into a truck ride, mm-hmm. right? David Gillen Racing. Yep. Is it DGR Crosley or something like that? I forget. Something who like that. DGR Front row motorsports. DGR Crosley. Phil? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, he gets a sponsor through his management group, which is Kevin Harvick's you know, management group, KHI. Um, yep. Humbro's Pizza. Yep. They're Nashville-based. Yeah, Nashville-based company, I believe. Fills you up. He never raced a truck before. I think he qualified, what, sixth or seventh? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Somewhat. Kept his nose clean all race, made the right adjustments, and uh, passed Grant Enfinger with a handful of laps to go. I've, I watched the end of the race, and it was a great race from about 25 to go because he had to chase him down, made a few attempts, didn't get by him, then eventually got by him and ran off. And just and Ryan Priest, first truck wor- truck uh, start, wins the damn thing. Very yep. nice. I mean, y- you got to give the kid a lot more credit. You know, it's like. You insert driver, you get result. And that's what Ryan Priest has proved time and yeah. time again over the last few years. You put him in... Um, put him in something good, and he's going to run up front. Yeah, you put him in a Gibbs car, what did he do? Second, first, immediately. Like, immediately. Then he goes out, and I think he won another one, didn't he? And then he had, like, top five runs every other time. Yeah, the elephant in the room, really, Yeah, is how well a good driver succeeds in a good car yeah. if, if you put a good driver in a good car it's, it's really important to see how well the car performs yeah the car is right. a big giant part of it Ryan Priest yeah he can take that thing to, and, and bring it to victory lane his cup ride not so much no his that thing's a turd his cup ride is a bucket of fuck that is a pile of shit it is a giant pile of poop I can't remember what time 55. That is. Oh, okay. 
55 minutes, 17 seconds, Said. Okay. But yeah, it's a yeah. It is a giant <laughs> pile of poopy doopy. Yeah, I mean, it let's stinks be fair. on ice. It, it does stink on ice. It really is terrible. Ryan's way better than that. Yeah, and Come hope, on. I think a lot of people understand that because when you watch him get in a DGR truck, okay, these right. trucks, they're good. They can win with the right people in them. Insert driver, get the win, and he kept it. You know, he didn't have any tech issues at the end of the night. What's that tell you? It's driver, man. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's all driver. Yes, Jesse. You have oh, a question. Oh, 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 yes, I'm raising already, my hand. I've already called on you. Okay, yes, yes, thank you, teacher. And I just want to point something glaring that to me that maybe not the normal fan would be able to point out that's obvious. Grant Enfinger is not a full time driver this year. Okay. Not in that truck, at least. No, he's not. I saw him in a he's, different truck. I think he's only missed one race, though. He's missed. He's going to miss half the season. Hmm. I think they're already halfway. <laughs> now, what race team is this? His was Thor Sport. Thor Sport used to run Fords. Yeah. And now they switched to Toyotas. They did, didn't they? And was who that else? How it was yeah. Hmm. And who shared? Who shares Grant Grant Infigure's ride? I don't really know. It's that other Toyota. It's their Toyota development driver that hasn't done jack and poop. I don't know their name. It's uh, I haven't seen it because I haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry, everybody. Jesse's gonna look. I, that I up. need to look this up because. But I noticed that because you know it's something. Not Christian Eckes. Yeah, Christian Eckes. Yeah, that's right. I thought it, he was a KBM driver. He used to be, but oh. he's Toyota's de- development driver. Okay. Well, they're spending a lot on him, huh? Exactly. So the whole team. It's puts so they lose. So this is a four truck team, okay? Four trucks minimum, yeah. Okay, so now they have three trucks that are eligible for the championship now oh, because okay. of this thing. They switch manufacturers, and now they have three out of four chance, chances to win the championship with a driver that hasn't done jack and poop. Grant Infinger last year. He was their top driver. He had way more wins. He had more finish, top five finishes. He had more top ten finishes. And yet he gets the boot and, and gets put into the spare car ride. Sounds familiar. I think that's He's criminal. A- Grant Anfinger yeah. is the one guy on that team that has outperformed all his teammates. And he still Grant's doesn't an ha- underrated driver. He doesn't get to have a full-time drive. Yeah, because of his age. He really is. He really, really, because a lot of it has to do probably because of his age. I don't even know how old he is. He's in his upper thirties. Really? Boo! You know, so old. Back in the day, well, Josh Berry's in his thirties. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, as what we like to call the day, Josh, a track, a career path like Josh Berry has has uh, gone under was the norm. You had to have that kind of maturity in order to get into a cup car. A lot of guys did not start their cup careers until the age after the age of thirty. Right. Really, it was only like uh, Jeff Gordon. After Jeff Gordon, then that was kind of how the uh, became formula acceptable. became. Yeah, it was it, Jeff Gordon. Then it was Casey Kane, Casey Atwood, yep. blah 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 okay. blah. Down the line of flunkies, blah, blah, you know, all that good stuff. 
I mean, it, it, even before that, there were young drivers. There's uh, uh, Kyle Petty was, you know, well, obviously he's a legacy, and Davey Allison, another reason he was he was a legacy. But he actually did stuff when he was young, as a young rookie in Winston Cup. Um, Bobby Halen was a young guy, but he was a money ride. He he, he came into the sport at age 18 as a Winston Cup driver, but he he was a pay ride. So th- those are kind of outliers okay. as far as that's concerned. Did you notice that uh, people were talking online about the fact that Ryan races a Chevy in the Cup Series, but he won in a Ford? And I know there's Can reason. He- I know there's reason. Yeah. I know he there's doesn't have any why. restrictions. Yeah, he has no restrictions on manufacturer driving right now. That's right. why. Right, he doesn't <laughs> have the manufacturer support. Yeah, he's not under manufacturer's obligations. So, that's why. Right. So, I mean, yeah, so it's in a lot of people's contracts, but his is not. And uh, he made sure to say that he won in a Ford F-150, which is good. So, <laughs> he didn't screw that up. So, yeah, we got to give him all the credit, man. I mean, shoot. Yeah, absolutely. You go out there and you win like that. So we're going to go back because we're talking modified guys, or at least, you know, part-time modified guys. We're going to go to full-time modified guys because Riverhead. Thank you. That's a lot of vodka. That's not vodka. I can't drink that shit. Um, Jeez. So. Get some AA help. <laughs> I'm a professional, Jesse. I'm drinking water. Jeez. Okay? So anyway, um, Doug Kobe's had a hell of a week, and uh, he won the had a hell of a couple weeks. Yeah, hell of a couple weeks, right? Then he'd won the first Riverhead race. Now they were going back to Riverhead this weekend. They got rained out on Saturday. Now a little side note: I got to fill everybody else on that I saw on um, Facebook. The NBC Sports broadcast equipment. Now NBC Sports Gold covers all the Whalen Modified Tour races, obviously online. You can get the Gold subscription and watch that. Um, But overnight. Their equipment was stolen out of their truck. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment gone. It wasn't thank me. You, thank you, New York. Thank you, River, like the uh, Long Island. You guys thought it was a ritzy part of town. You guys have crackheads probably out there swiping camera equipment and pawning the stuff. Start looking up backpage.com. Yeah, Sid, hop on backpage. Uh, anyway, um, so Riverhead Raceway, we got to give them this shout out. They have their own streaming service, obviously, and they, you know, because of broadcast rights with NASCAR, they probably can't show it anyway. So they're like, "Hey, we have all this broadcast equipment for our stuff. Why don't you just, uh, you guys just use it to fulfill your broadcast obligations?" So they graciously gave NBC Sports the the use of their equipment to broadcast the race, which was super cool, and they got the broadcast. Uh, out for everybody who subscribed no, to watch great it. That's great teamwork. It's really that's cool. That's really excellent. Just know? a cool thing to do. Absolutely. That's and, great. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they, they fulfilled the broadcast. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Doug Kobe won his second Whalen Modified Tour race at Riverhead. The guy couldn't win at Riverhead. He was like Bonsignor at Stafford. Now he goes out twice in a row he wins them. And then they're going to have three races this year at Riverhead. So oh, yeah. <laughs> let's see what happens. So yeah, good job, Doug. Oh wait, I gotta break out the bobblehead. Mm. Sorry. Whenever Doug wins, I gotta break out the bobblehead. Doesn't look anything like him, but okay, it's good enough. So I know we're wrapping the show up here pretty quick, but uh 
and we've made it a point not to talk about national racing lately because everybody watches it anyway, so why do you hear us talk about it? But we have to talk about it because it was the first time that the Cup Series had ever raced at Nashville Super Speedway, which had been dormant for literally like 10 years. They, yeah, NASCAR, for a while. Yeah, NASCAR didn't go there because they thought the racing stunk. And um, to be fair, it didn't stink. <laughs> I liked it. It's that a, was really good race, I think. All weekend it was good. You had yeah. two definitive grooves. Yeah, they. I know yeah, they probably. Cool. I know they probably sprayed the track, but if they didn't spray the track, it was concrete, and they probably would have had stupid issues. But it made it would have had a lot more right front tire failures. They went. Here's the thing with the the tire comp, the the track traction compound or whatever you want to call it. It's all it's all or nothing. You either do the whole track or you don't do any of it. You know, right. and they did they did basically the whole track and. Everybody was in the same boat, so everybody running through it at the same time kept it hot and kept it sticky, so they didn't really have too many. At least issues. it was it, it was rel- it was equal. Yeah, it, it was pretty. It, good. Everybody was on an equal playing field, and that's, that's fine. You didn't have one groove racing. It's interesting, whether it be bottom or top or anything. It's like that. It's, it was very, good. it's very interesting because you see a difference in how that stuff works on a concrete track and an asphalt track. It almost seems to work better on an, on a concrete track. Which is very weird. Like the different yeah. compounds make it make it work better. But I liked it. I liked the race. Um, but we have to talk about Kyle Larson because <laughs> everybody is. Don't matter. Alien. Speed Bowl, Cereal Bowl, Super Bowl, dust, Salad Bowl, Dust Bowl, Toilet Bowl, Chili Bowl. Don't matter. Soup Bowl. Yep. Scorpion Larson bowl. by a straightaway. <laughs> it, it just rings true every single time. Guy he's goes. Gonna, out. He's going to have a month named after him, like Harry Gant did. Yeah, he's, he's going to be really Mr. Is. June. He's going. <laughs> he's going to be Mr. May and June. He, he. I think he's already Mr. June because Mr. Summer. No, yeah, you know right? what? There's a that's that's a good one right there, Mr. He, Summer. He's going to be. Mr. I like that. He's going to be Mr. Twenty Twenty One if they don't step in pretty damn quick. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah. with that too. Including he's need, need to step up. In- All, all, all Hedrick Motorsports cars, please report to the R&D department. Once again, all uh, Hendrick Motorsports cars, please report to the R&D department. Thank you. Every single one, please. This, including the All-Star race, is his fourth win in a row. Never mind the, the top All-Star fives. Race. Yeah, because he won the two before the All-Star race. Then he won the All-Star race. Then he won this one. <laughs> Lights out. Unbelievable. He's, he's winning on every every type of track, on every type of surface, on, <laughs> in every type of different uh, discipline. It's like, dude. And then he went out. Last week he went out, and after he won the race, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he was in a sprint car. And I think he like didn't win the first night, but then won like the next two nights or something. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Question from the room. Yes. Question for the room, okay? This yes. came in from a viewer, and I call this the question of the week. It is from uh, me, actually. Ah, because you were a listener last week, so yes, yeah, you do count. Okay, so back in what we call the day, there were the barnstormers, okay? And they were the top-level cup guys that would go down into lower ranks and, and race in what was, you know, used to be called late mall sportsmen. Drag racers or, did it too, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. A little that. bit, yeah. You know, or... At various local tracks or various big money tracks and whatever, okay? 
Now, Kyle Busch got his 100th win this weekend in the Xfinity Series and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so Good for him. Cool. He's, he's got a majority of them in, in the lower levels, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the same people that criticize him about it tend to cream their pants when Kyle Larson goes down into a late model race or a sprint car race midweek and wins a big money race there. That's fair. Do you see anything wrong with Kyle Larson going down and, and taking $15,000 from uh, traveling race teams that really need the money versus uh, Kyle Busch going down into like a truck series or a, or a, a Xfinity series race uh, and winning a, a race uh, on a big mile and a half or whatever big money race there? No. No. I just don't like it when Kyle Busch wins. That's all. So you just hate That's Kyle Busch. I just don't like the guy that much. He can go race whatever the hell he wants. Cock. He could go race a tricycle. I don't give a damn. So so Kyle Larson can win, can race like four nights a week, and, and you don't care. No, go ahead. No. And and But Kyle Busch can go down in the Xfinity Series and say, oh, no, he's that's wrong. That he, he can't do that. I never said that. I just no, don't like him. No, he can go down and do that. <laughs> He can do it all he wants. I just don't like him. No, I'm just asking <laughs> questions. I'm I'm not trying to sway oh, you're not, your. You're not pushing it towards us. You're just. Generally, I'm not swaying your opinions one just, way or the other. I'm just. just I'm just being asking. I get dev, yeah. devil's advocate, as far as, you know, what Kyle Busch yeah, is doing. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't understand the value that Kyle Busch adds when he goes down to those lower series. He's essentially becoming a rabbit for all these young, up and coming drivers, and. I mean, if you're going to move up, eventually you got to be able to beat Kyle Busch. So if you can't beat him in the Truck Series or the Xfinity Series, you're not ready to move up. I mean, look what Ryan Priest did when he went down. Look what Greg yeah. Biffle did off the couch. You're talking yep. cup-level talent. If you can't beat it, you can't race against it. Yep. You know? So, yeah, it's a good benchmark. and It's I'd- true, but they got their, their money and their resources. Mm-hmm. They're shot guys. They're they're, oh, well, they're get wizards. Well, get together and come and win. Yeah, and and I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, some of those teams need money. They're, they so don't make what, it. So what's the difference between Kyle Busch? Well, here's versus the thing: is the difference uh, between Kyle Larson. I'm just asking. These big teams hey. up in the up in like the Truck and Xfinity Series don't make enough on purse to really run their organization, so it doesn't really matter for them. But like the smaller guys, the sprint car guys, well. The sprint car guys are and dirt capable. Late model guys. Yeah, and dirt late models. They are capable of beating Kyle Larson on equipment alone. They just don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Kyle Larson brings his shark eye down from Cup or whatever, I, I I just don't know. Hey, they have access to it too. Yeah. You just got to bring money, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's be fair. I mean, well, there, there's you go. top level guys helping out in those lower. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it does. There you go. I'll be fair. I I agree that it stinks for them, but you know what? It's competition based business, and if you can't beat your competition, then well, that's how it is. Yep. I I, yeah, that that was pretty productive. I'm glad that. I'm glad that. Yeah. Question of the week. Thank you, Jesse. Glad we had that chat. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Okay, so I think we're out of uh, notes again this week because we're kind of trimming the show a little bit short here. Hey, what about the F1 race? I was actually just going to ask if we should get into that because I have notes about the French Grand Prix that raced this morning on Father's Day. I was happy. I got up and there was nobody awake. It was like 
eight o'clock in the morning. I'm watching the pre-race. I'm watching the grid walk. I got my mu- my waffles and my tea, like enjoying the morning. <sighs> got my slippers on. Watch. Oh, it was great. I actually liked the race quite a bit. It was um, Max Verstappen had the pole. He botched the start, lost the lead almost immediately on uh, like the second turn oh, to Lewis Hamilton. It was funny <laughs> oh, because God. you're watching the tires degrade more than the teams actually anticipated. So they started to get in, and we've lost Jesse. He has died, and he hasn't knocked his camera over yet. <laughs> Wait, he's got to come back to life so he can knock his camera over. That's not it. There we go. All right, he's now dead again. Oh, boring. and with his last... So important, I died. Okay. I died so anyway, um... Hey, can you die somewhere else? I'm trying to finish over here. I'm bored. I'm so bored. So anyway, um... Red Bull decided to make it a two-stop race. Valtteri Botas told his team that it was going to be a two-stop race, but they didn't bring him in anyway, and he ended up being right in the end which kind of stinks for him and Mercedes, but they shot themselves in the foot because... I'm so bored! Why aren't you I just want Botas to get a win. All right, so Max Verstappen regained the lead with literally a lap to go. It was a great race. Verstappen, uh, Hamilton, and Sergio Perez were the podium. I liked it. It was a good race. So anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. Shut up! Die already! Yay! So you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. Stop doing that and die already. You can find me on Instagram at make at uh, Brent Gleason01 and Twitter at the same handle. Phil, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at, at PJACQUES Racing on Facebook, inter- Instagram, and Twitter. Cool. And uh, if you want to send us an email, send that to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. I think we still have that thing on Anchor where you could send in a voicemail or something. Holy crap, the dead live. And I I could say if you want to watch me suck this weekend, you can follow along on Speed 51 or any of my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of that. Uh, I put out updates all all weekend long. So I have no idea what you just said, but I will go with it. Because Jesse was bothered. Jesse'd come back to life. So you can find him to come watch me suck. You can find Jesse at uh, uh. that. You can find him at gab.com slash standing on broken dreams. I'm sorry, he has terrible handwriting. You can find <laughs> facebook.com slash never losing sight uh, and twitter.com at, well, just stand, spread your wings. What the hell is this? I wonder how badly that's peaking. Pretty bad. (laughs) So headphone users, I do apologize for this. Uh, We always seem to fall off the rails at the end, don't we? All right, Raji, how do we end this thing? Do it right. Close enough. Thank you all for listening and watching on YouTube. I appreciate it. Holy crap.